And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder, and boy, do I have a lot to say today. Well, we're going to talk about a new movie, Because I Said So. Well, Because I Said So, too. No, that's what I'm saying. Because oh. I Said So is the name of the movie. Of course it is. And Anne, that's the only clever thing about it. <laughs> that's very true. You know, I hate to start out a review like this. I'd like to work up to my Ease red into light. it. Right, but... This is a puppy. Uh-oh. Puppy as in dog? Ugly puppy in a rescue shelter. Oh, dear. This is not a very good film. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's directed by Michael Lehman, written by Karen Lee Hopkins and Jesse Nelson, and starring Diane Keaton and Mandy Moore. Diane Keaton is the mother of three daughters. Mandy Moore is her youngest daughter, Millie. She's the only one of the three that is not married. Diane, who plays Daphne, is approaching her 60th birthday, and she's very, very upset that Millie is going to end up alone like she is, so she puts an ad on the internet for her daughter. That's really responsible, isn't it? Very responsible, and she winds up interviewing all these guys. We've seen that concept done about a billion times. Definitely. Nothing fresh. And all these guys are dweebs, they're losers, they're horrible, they're awful looking, they're obviously deranged, a lot of them. All of a sudden, in walks Prince Charming. Yeah. He's very, very handsome, very, very rich. He's an architect. He is played by Tom Everett Scott, who plays Jason, and she decides that this is the man she wants for Millie, and the movie goes on from there. That's one of the many plot defects, because if he was so fabulous, then what was he doing answering a desperate ad like this? Exactly. Didn't make sense right from the get-go. Right. You know, you want to apologize for this sad little movie, because it just doesn't have a brain in its ditzy little head. It seems to me that the studios feel terrified to put anything up on the screen that resembles humanity because they think the audience won't get it. The audience has to be coached into laughing and they do it by giving us crude acting, crude scripts, and crude reactions. In fact, there's not one honest moment in this entire movie. The sad thing about this, Anne, is that we're looking at one of the great actresses of the 20th century, Diane Keaton. Why did she accept a film where she's going to get hit in the face with a cake? This film is more Buster Keaton than Diane Keaton. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Now, let's talk about how Diane Keaton is portrayed here. Let's start with her garish wardrobe. That's really terribly distracting. And at first I thought, oh, thank goodness it's distracting because it will distract me from this horrible movie. But in truth, the garish wardrobe is symptomatic of what's really wrong with the picture. I'm sick of seeing her in the same outfits for the last five or six movies. She has dressed exactly the same way. Even when she was wonderful in Something's Got to Give, she still dressed very unattractively. She is a ghastly mess of polka dots, (laughs) loud plaid skirts with crinolines under them, cinch belts that went out of style in the 40s, bow ties, crazy accessories. And the problem is when you look like that and you are to play a meddling mother whose opinion somebody is supposed to take seriously, I'm afraid that the effect just doesn't work. You know, there is one kind of clever line in the show where Lauren Graham, who plays Maggie, the oldest daughter, says 
Mom, you're a helicopter. You hover. Right. Which was pretty funny. But what we're talking about here is somebody who is not only hovering, who is not only overbearing and pushing, but she looks like a kook. Right. She's micromanaging her daughter's lives. Right. Now, okay, let's talk about that concept. What Diane Keaton's character was probably trying to say is that they think they know what's right for their daughters. And there's no question that the bond between a mother and a daughter is terribly strong. That's probably another sub-point. And missed it completely. Missed it completely. And that a mother's love is precious and that she will do anything to defend her daughter and she will come to her rescue. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I know that that's all very true stuff, but when it's played for yucks and slapstick and towering wedding cakes that explode all over everyone in the cast, you really begin to say, wait a minute, where is the writer's conscience? Why didn't they stand up to the director and say, hold it, you are ruining our screenplay? It's not lovely. It's not delightful. It's not charming. It's not funny. It's not anything. No, it isn't. It's a Mess. horrendous waste of time. It is. I thought the film was muddled and messy. Guess who Mandy Moore's character chooses? She has kind of a kooky musician, or she can choose the uptight architect that her mother prefers. Oh, within two minutes, I knew who she was going to end up with. And there was another thing that was infuriating to me, too, about this film. I hated that they put in that makeout scene between the two senior citizens played by Diane Keaton and Stephen Collins, where they end up falling off the sofa in another one of those horrible slapstick gags. They had just met 15 minutes before. And all of a sudden, they're making out like crazy, and then the sofa overturns, and their heads go into cakes again. I'm telling you, this was a nightmare (laughs) of a film. So for me, in case you can't figure it out out there, because I said so, gets a great big fat garish clown polka dot red light. It gets one from me, too, and... So far, it's the worst movie of 2007. That's saying a lot. I don't know anything's going to get worse than this. I have to tell you about the supporting cast. Stephen Collins does play her brand new romance. Tom Everett Scott plays the uptight architect. Gabriel Macht plays the musician. And the other two sisters are Lauren Graham and Piper Parabo. Gabriel Macht, by the way, was in The Good Shepherd. He was excellent in that film. He was not bad in this film. I mean, if anybody was halfway decent, it was him. One of the problems is that his character was an absolute saint, and the architect's character was pretty much of a jerk. So there was no suspense even for that. No, no, no. So it is a horrible movie. I had a horrible time. I'm giving it a red light. Now that's two red lights from Anne and myself. By the way, on the way out, I slipped on my popcorn just to give the movie a little bit more slapstick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, watch out for food when you see this movie. Right. What do you mean when you see this movie? Don't see this movie. There you go. Don't see it because we said so. Well put. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Anne Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. 
Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good poor. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.